Hey, you're tuned in to Listen Back, the podcast, creative conversations with Lettucey. Are we still good? I am so thrilled to have our guest today on Listen Back. This is one of the legends I grew up with, the great Verdine White. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. This is great. You know, uh, uh, it's always fun to uh, speak with you. And then when you said, you know, you're, you know, you're going to do a podcast, would I be on? I said, absolutely. When? <laughs> you know. So we're here, and and uh, and it's good to be here. We have a lot going on with, with um, you know, the Rona. But <laughs> before she right. came along, you right. you were just getting off of uh, uh, Earth, Wind & Fire being honored at the Kennedy Center. And then you did the Prince tribute. Philip right. Bailey just wrecked us all. Y'all just, that's what you're going to do? He wrecked it. He, Sir! He wrecked it. It was, it was uh, the ratings were so high, uh that they had to show it twice and wow and right now it was you know it was obviously what's needed for people and you know what i mean and then obviously lets everybody know how much people love music yeah and then Mm -hmm. and then to you know it's rare to see a band you know a unit that's been Mm -hmm. like you're still here but but we don't get a lot of bands so when we see bands Mm -hmm. on television it's either in another Mm -hmm. genre of music but not in uh, soul that does soul rock and everything. You know, you you guys are everything to me. Earth, Wind, and Fire had that big band sound, the gospel mm-hmm. behind it, the R and B. I mean, everything you love is in that music. So yeah, we have to thank Sheila E for that because she was the one that really. Uh, asked us. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, and she really put the whole show together. Musical director, and of course, her strong background in music, you know, enabled you know to have the wide variety of artists, you know, and I thought, and I thought all the artists were great, you know I mean? They, they were all great. And I think, and I think for these days and times, I think it was great entertainment for those of, of the people that know about those artists, but those that don't know and another generation that hadn't been exposed to those artists, you know, you know. Your advocacy work, I'm going to talk about that first. A lot, a lot of people only see you on the stage, but I see you behind the scenes because you're my friend and we're always advocating for other artists and making sure they're heard and they get paid or or they know where they can get help because a lot of artists are so busy moving and just making a living and they don't understand that there is a community there. Why is that so important to you when you give back in that way? Because you're lobbying and everything. You do all the work. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I have you know uh, the Bedeen White Foundation and Performing Arts Center over 4700 in Avalon, and and then I'm on the, the mm-hmm. Mac board where we're advocating, you know, rights for artists, and I've been on the Grammy board yeah. where, you know, we're talking about, you know, how artists can be well represented, you know, outside of the show, you know, the yeah. public only sees the show every year, but there are so many issues from, you know, for artist rights and and uh, for artists to try to stay in the businesses long as they can, you know, housing for artists, things like that. You know, a lot of things go on that people don't see, you know. Yeah. Uh, because more often than not, you know, it's not about the fame and fortune. These are pretty much labors of love, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, these artists are doing. It's a labor of love, really, you know. 
your schedule is ridiculous, sir. You you see how we text each other. That's how our text look. <laughs> right, like... right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But you still exactly. make time to say, hey, Led, how you doing? You know, you always checking on me more than anybody I know. You And I'm like, he is just, he's like, oh, I'm in Japan. Oh, I'm in uh, Vienna or I'm I'm in Australia now. I'll come I'll be back and I'll hit you up. It's like you always make time to give back to oh, yeah, others. Absolutely. And even if it's a hello. But I wanted people to know the biggest star you are, you still come to the root. And uh they don't know that about you. I get to see that. When we went to Clyde Davis's party last year and we uh, and I and I saw you and and uh, and I texted you and said you were great, you know, uh you know, those are, you know, the that's the hottest party of the year and and that's a hard ticket to get on, you know. And I said, oh, oh, she killed it. She killed it. And, I didn't uh, think anybody saw me. I was like, oh, I'm no, just I... trying to sing and go home, you know, do my part and <laughs> get on out of there. <laughs> right, right. And then and then when you, and then, you know, you, you know, see what you did in Selma and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to let people know that they're watching because people are watching, you know. They might not say anything, but they're watching. You know? Yeah. People are watching. They are. Well, I'm learning from you by watching how you remember the human part. You're not just being the artist that you are. You are that already. You walk into a room, we're like, but you are also a beautiful friend. I'm so honored to say that. Oh, big brother, what are you doing? You know, I'm honored to have that relationship. And it's funny, I just met uh, Philip Bailey maybe probably five years ago. It took a while, okay. you know, to finally meet him. I met him in New Orleans of all the places where I'm from originally. Mm-hmm. And it was so great to like finally get to tell him because Reasons was my first song. Okay. I don't know if you know that, but that was my first song to sing to anyone bef- to open my mouth and sing. I was oh, wow, a little kid. Man. I was four years old. And wow. my mom would come home and they would talk about Earth, Wind & Fire and the shows and all the magic and before mm-hmm. we had all these stage shows now they got that from you guys you know i heard about mm-hmm. the costumes and the emotions mm-hmm. and th- they would just talk about it all night be up all mm-hmm. night after the show the show would end like one in the morning and my parents would, were musicians so it was all creatives right. in a room but earth when it fire was my thing and i just would stare at the record going around and around the vinyl mm-hmm. just going around thinking Oh my God, the sound, it's so big. It's not nothing like anything. It just felt like a painting that was sonic. Well, you know, we got to we have to thank my late brother Maurice for that because he was the originator, the originator and the icon and leader. You know, it was really his his vision, you know, and and he brought us into his vision and we were able to, you know, try to come up with some music that was, a, you know, not different just to be different, but, you know, obviously we had something to offer that was different you know yeah. and you know don't forget we we're, were musicians so you know we always wanted to, to to you know put that forward too you know what were you like when you were little is what i wanted to know because i'm explaining my little self freaking out over this big sound but for you how did you grow up knowing all oh, these sounds i want to explore well first of all it was it was a noisy household <laughs> and, and uh, my dad was a doctor and my mother's school teacher but we mm. had a lot of we had a lot of music at the house, you know, and, uh, you know, all kinds of music. You know, coming from Chicago, you listen to the gospel, oh, yeah. you listen to that, you listen to R&B, and my sister Jerry. You're in the, the Mecca. Radio. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
uh, so we listened to a lot of music. So it was, it was, you know, noisy. You could do whatever you wanted to do. And, and uh, I don't tell many people this, but I never got any whippings. You know, my dad was a doctor and he didn't really believe in that. He didn't think that that would solve the oh, problem. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So he used to read Dr. Spock and Dr. Spock talked about, uh, you know, not hitting children. So that worked, that worked pretty good, you know, and, and obviously, you know, playing instruments, you know, kept us off the urban streets. And because when you do music, you know, you're busy, you know, you're, yeah. you know, it's like basketball for guys and being in bands and things like that. So we were really fortunate. And Maurice being older and already being a professional was great because he was on a lot of records on chess records and then went to, you know, be Ramsey Lewis's drummer, you know, yeah. so, you know, so he had, a, he had, you know, a lot of years on us, you know, but he had all that experience, you know. What about you? What did you listen to when you when you were getting into the bass? What were you What were you listening to? Well, I was listening to everything. I was, you know, before the bass, I was listening to guitar stuff, Motown, R&B, jazz, mm-hmm. gospel. Was there anybody you liked a lot? I liked all of them. You know, I liked them all. You know. You know, these are all my gifts. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love you know, and I love Miles Davis because he was cool. You know, yeah, Miles was cool. You know, yeah. I love John Coltrane because John Coltrane was heavy, and and then when I got my first bass upright. Ooh, you play upright? Yeah, I do. See, I do. That oh. was what I played first. I played first. That's why you're so funky. Oh, because well, the... I don't know about that. I don't know. About, uh, <laughs> Stanley, Stanley Clark is a, a good friend of mine. I go, I go to Stanley's house, and we and I was at his house a month ago mm-hmm. uh, doing a TV show for him, and uh, it's on his Instagram page. And and Stanley didn't know I played. He forgot I played upright bass, so he was in the other room, and uh, and I was playing upright his upright bass. He was in the other room, I think, in the kitchen or something. Then he said, "Is that you?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You sound good." <laughs> I said, I said, Stan, you know, I played up by first. He said, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. And, uh, wow. uh, but I listened, yeah, but I got an upright bass and, and then bass guitar at the same time, at the same time. And then, wow. Uh, the upright bass holds the drums. The upright yeah. holds the drums. Yeah. That's the drum part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said classical? For training. And, uh, and then I studied Lewis Satterfield bass guitar. So I had kind of the best of both worlds and things like that. I kind of straddled the fence a little bit. Uh, but really, as I got to be around, 16, 17, 18, that's when the bass guitar, that was the instrument for me, you know, for this instrument. Wow. Was there anything that you wanted to do that you didn't have time to do around that time in Earth, Wind & Fire and you guys are building? Was there anything individually that Verdine White wanted to do? Well, no, because I was doing everything I wanted to do. All right. That's why. Because it was that kind of band that I could... I could grow in a band. I was not limited. You know what I mean? At first I was working with my older brother who I loved and admired and respected. So that was the caveat that I could have stopped right there, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. But everybody has their own individual goals too. There's a group effort. Yeah. And, yeah. But you were probably doing it within it, right? Yeah, I was doing it within it. You know what I mean? And I was able to, you know, become a rock star and go you were, you... at the time, mm-hmm. and and become and become an adult at the same time. I didn't have I didn't have to like trade both of them. You know, I didn't have to like be a rock star and mess my life up before I became an adult. Mm-hmm. So I had mm-hmm. a chance to do like both of them. I had a chance to do both. So it wasn't that kind of thing being in a band so I could you know do my thing because I was doing my thing. Right. Because my thing. At, my thing in the band was just as much as an individual doing it. No, own, you, you definitely, you definitely had your lane. We knew. And my mom loved mm-hmm. your costumes. It was like, yeah, now Verdine yeah. would come out. She did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can still get into them too. I, I know. 
yeah. She talked like she, but that's the thing. Everyone, they would talk like they knew you guys personally. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. mom, you, you know, Verdine, you know, introduce us. <laughs> you know, she's like, no, nah, that was back in the day. We just talked like we knew them. Cause it's just, right. a, that's how beautiful you all were. Um, in that for, for my parents, you creatively, you inspired them and they would come home and want to write and do stuff, you sure. know? So I wanted to know more about your creative process when you were creating those songs with your brother. Was it a lot of collaborating or he'd already have the idea? They they were all different depending on the song. Sometimes we did them together. Sometimes somebody had an idea for a song and, and, you know, you know, Maurice always kind of knew what he wanted. You know, of course, Philip would write, I'd write, Mm -hmm. Larry Dunn would write. Uh, We had a great, uh, mentor, the late Charles Stephanie, who was really um, pivotal for us, particularly you know in our early twenties. Mm-hmm. Really, he was like our George Martin, and he worked well with Marie, and he would work well with us because we were young and still getting the music together. But we were getting our musicality together. That's what Charles brought. Reese already had that because him and Charles had worked together before. Mm-hmm. But we were we were working towards our musicality. You know that that intense five six year period every day was a an amazing uh, period because we had a chance to really develop, you know. Why so many references to the atmosphere? The only reason why I ask is because I naturally do it. I don't know if mm-hmm. listening to your records help pour mm-hmm. into that energy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I've always, my from day one, my writing has to connect with with the universe, everything around. Was that purposefully or was it just a natural well, we kind of got in. Well, we got into it. I think naturally because at that particular time the world was different. You know. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You know, you, you know, that's when people started getting into health foods and started getting into yoga and started into astrology and things like that. So you hear really that, ladies and gentlemen? The, they were ahead of what y'all you know, doing right now. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when when I uh, eating granola and raisins and sesame seeds and things like that, right? And and carrot juice and things like that. And and so uh, at that time it was about connecting to the universe that was like you know part of it you know was all part of it it was part of the lifestyle you know yeah and uh you know so when i see kids with yoga mats today you know i said oh we did that oh we did that you know you know what i mean you're uh, right you know when we did that you know and uh, uh uh so it was a it was a natural part of the time you know it was natural part of the times the times dictated that you know so when you look around Mm-hmm. And you hear and see the imagery and the artistic expression that we have. Do you ever mm-hmm. think about while wow, we help contribute to some of these things, or 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 just a memory will pop up? No, I I I, I think with the first thing you said that we help contribute, but it's in a it's like in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like in a way that. Um, yeah, I told you we were going to do it. I told you, I told you that was going to happen like that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. You know, it was like that. Yeah. You know, we had a, you know, a little hand in it and, and then obviously people are picking up on it and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously we are part of their life yeah. because of the music, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and it just reminds us that obviously we were on the right track and we were very lucky to be on the right track too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, 
So, you know, you know, I, I do see that and I do uh, hear those things and people come up and they thank us for the music and, and, and people are naming dogs after us <laughs> and, children and things like that. And uh, uh, recently there was a, a, a breeder in Connecticut. Uh, they breed German Shepherds and they just were born. It's like 10 days ago. So wow. they named one of the dogs, they named one of the dogs Verdine White, you know. So, <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, you get those things from people, you know what I mean? That's and, so uh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, so you get those things because you're part of their their lifestyle. And, and what I do like about it, you know, like when people see us on television, and and uh, you know, like when you saw it on the print show, people are so oh, excited. Oh, so good. Ooh, so you know. Good. And the thing about it, what I love about it, we don't have to like say where we're going to be, and it's not like you know, no, we have no. to talk that much. So when they see us, it's like, oh my God, they're still happening in the music and and the musicality, you know. So you know, we we always stuck to our guns on that. You know, we always stuck our guns in there. The my favorite part of not just mm-hmm. the music, because in the music you hear it's a class. It should be a, a course. Earth, Wind, and Fire should be a course to me, and mm-hmm. uh, so that people can study and hear all the influences mm-hmm. inside the music, also with the imagery and the mm-hmm. symbolisms, and you know, it's a course, honey. Mm-hmm. Before all the stuff, now it's like it opened up a door. I also love the camaraderie that the brotherhood and the mm-hmm. um celebration of being uh black men in this in mm-hmm. this world in your space and mm-hmm. it it made me it just makes me so proud that i can reference it you, you know what i mean it's hard to find yeah. references yeah. these days and so when yeah. you have a reference you're like yes earth wind fire yeah. listen to this yeah. right here it's like yeah. i mean did you ever think it would be this big ever when you were creating or you just, it just, it's here. No, was it, what was the know, plan? What were, well, I wonder know, what well, your Maurice plan was. Maurice had the plan of doing good music, but the rest of the stuff was just sort of came as it, you know, as it progressed. And as we had, we had a chance to grow and, and, uh, and then Maurice was an adult too. So he instilled us to be adults and, and and grow as we got better, you know. Something about you know, you know, you know, because you know, you know, young guys we were having fun too. You know, we doing music, man. Hello, back in then that day too, y'all could have a lot more fun than now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? And and so so and so it was it was and it was no TMZ, see. So that was that was different thing too. You know, no social media, nothing. Right, you know, you know, and uh, you know, uh, people got cameras <laughs> and everything. You can't do anything, right? And and uh, so, you know, we just kept going at it. You know, we just kept growing, and we were able to grow at our own pace. You know what I mean? We were able to, you know, you know, we were, we were able to, you know, to take our time and grow with the music as well as adults, as I said earlier. You know, it's not like it is today. You know. You get in trouble. Can I put you on my IG page? Hang on a second. You're going to have to throw that phone away. You know, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I think you, I still think you should have a fashion line. That's just my opinion. You need yeah. a fashion line and a hair care line because, Mr. Verdine, you don't play with this this imagery. They People need to study. <laughs> yeah, so you, know, you, know, you know how our people are. They don't talk. They don't clown you. You know what I mean? You don't come out right. You know? <laughs> Cause you have been clean from day one. Do do you not know, play. That's that shot town in you. Right, that's right, shot town. That's right. Come out of Chicago and and you know and and the urban cities. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, the, that that you know 
threw all that out there from, you know, the sports to music and, you know, all that stuff. You know? Well, I'm glad you guys are still doing it and keeping the tradition going and all the stuff you do outside of that. Is there any advice yeah. or, or a lesson that you kept with you throughout this journey that stays with you? I just think you have to keep doing it. You know, I think you have to keep doing it. You have to be grateful. That's the first one. You have to be grateful and, and know that, you know, the power of God is with you, you yeah. know, and, and, and I think you got to start with that one. You know, I, I always call it the attitude of gratitude. You start, you got to start with that, yeah. you know, because you don't wake up one day, you know, you know, so one day I'm going to be in a band. We're going to sell like a hundred to me an album. We're going to do this. It doesn't really happen like that. You know, uh, uh, it, it's a it's it's a gradual thing, you know what I mean? If it happens at all, if it happens at all. There you go, and there's that. God, I could talk to you all day. Now, now I'm gonna call you all the time and get on your nerves. <laughs> I shouldn't. I'm be like, hi, friend, what you doing? <laughs> I'll leave you alone. Last question: Is there one thing? And I'm sure there's more, but is there mm-hmm. one thing you can share that you know now that you wish you knew a little bit sooner? You know what? That's the one. That's like when people say, "What? What would the uh, older self say to the younger?" <laughs> if the older self was talking to the younger self, the older self would say, "Man, I wish I could be like you at that age." That's what I. <laughs> that's what I say. Still you know smashing I mean? it, right? You hear? Still today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when I was uh, uh, 18 years old, I, I was playing like an older guy. See, so you know, you know, all that stuff. You know what I mean? You know, and uh, so because <laughs> when I first met Chrissy Jones, I said, "Mr. Jones, I have a new with my fire." He said, and I was, you know, I was young at the time. You know, I wasn't shady. He said, "Is that you playing on the records?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You, you sound like an old man." I said, <laughs> <laughs> But I was, but see, but coming up, you know, uh, I was also around a lot of older people too. I was, you know, I was around, I was in young bands. I was with, I was with the cats, as yeah. they say. You know, I was around a lot of older people. You know, I wasn't really around, you know, my high school guys. You know what I mean? You know. So you blast them on the road. Right. I was with all the older guys. I was with, you know, so you know, so you learn, you know, you learn on the job. You know, uh, I had a scholarship to the Conservatory of Music, and uh, and 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 I left to come to California because Maurice had sent for me. I left after a year, and uh, uh, and ironically, when I do look back, a lot of the music that we've done ended up in music schools. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, had I had I went to music school, I never would have learned what I learned out in the world as a musician. I'm so glad it happened the way it happened because yeah. we. I mean. It just sounds different. And sometimes you can overlearn something and not lose. You never lose your feel. Like, yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Your feel was natural. And then being in it and learning it. Not like, you know, like one day maybe I'll do this, you know, but being in it, you know what I mean? Being a participant and, and creating something that's different, you know what I mean? You know, so that's the thing that was that worked out for me, obviously, you know. Well, I can't wait to hear more and see what else you come up with and. We'll do part two. You we'll got do to do two. more. You ha- we'll part, part two. two. Part two. We'll, we'll do part two. Please, I would love to have you again. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. I love you dearly. Love you too.